Hey kiddo, welcome to the Inspire to Engage podcast, where we talk marketing for small business owners, how we can serve our existing clients well, and ways for us to engage more with potential clients. And of course, we'll talk some about the juggles and struggles to do all of this while still having a life. I'm your host, Rachel Eubanks, and I'm so happy that you're here. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 27. This episode is dedicated maybe to you, but definitely to some of my colleagues and clients that say these words right here, but I'm a bad writer. Yes, this episode is about changing that mindset because to be honest, our minds go wherever our words take us. So if we say phrases like that, but I'm a bad writer, we quickly start to believe it. Now, the reality is many of us small business owners are DIYers, means we do most of the things ourselves, all of the things, social media, packaging, janitorial services, you name it, we do it. So that means that a good chunk of the writing for our business falls into our lap. So we're going to talk about three truths today and I hope to change your mindset. I'll be, I'll be straight up. I don't expect for you to end this episode by saying, you're right, Rachel, I am a good writer. I want you to end this episode though with the mindset of I am a writer. Let me give you an example from my own personal life. I'm not a good cook. And my mother-in-law for several years now has been tough on me, telling me you've got to stop saying that. And she's right because I am a mother. I am a wife. I'm a friend and a daughter and a sister that knows cooking meals, preparing snacks, baking desserts. All of those things are ways to sustain life and to show love and to really help out people who are in need. Maybe someone's passed away or someone's really sick in their family. So it's not okay for me to linger on that thought, I'm a bad cook. I really may not be that good of a cook. I'm embarrassed to admit, but even following a recipe is hard for me. I don't know how I can take a recipe, take all the ingredients, follow the steps or what I think I have done, which is to follow the steps and still not come out with a delicious thing, delicious meal. But it's happened to me on numerous occasions. But back to my point, I have to change my mindset from saying I'm a bad cook to just saying I'm a cook because I know that there's value in preparing food for my family and for my friends. That's what I'm trying to tell you today. You don't necessarily have to say out loud, I'm a great writer, but... You are a writer. You are a writer for your business. It is your job most of the time to write copy, write text that can be social media, emails that are going to encourage and persuade people to buy your products or services. So we're about to dive into three truths about you being a writer. Okay, here we go. Truth one, you're not a professional writer. 
No wonder we struggle some. Instead, you're a professional jewelry designer or photographer or graphic designer, balloon artist, fitness coach, painter. That's what you spend the bulk of your day doing, talking about, researching. So you're not a professional writer. I think a lot of times the reason we get frustrated with our writing is because we compare our work to someone who does it and gets paid for it. I know for me that when I say the phrase, I'm a bad cook, it's often because I'm comparing myself to my mother-in-law who's an excellent cook or to a meal I just had a re- at a restaurant and guess what? They're in the business of food preparation. So as long as we own the fact we're not professional writers, well, I am, but you are not a professional writer, then you can put that writing task in the box that it goes in. Just like I put cooking in the box that it goes goes in in my life. Yes, it's a task that I value, the people in my life value, but I'm not a professional cook. It's not something I exactly enjoy, but I find value in it and I know it's needed and it's appreciated. Well, that's the same thing for your writing for your business. It's needed. It's appreciated. It's not what you get paid to do. Instead, people buy your products and your services, but your writing helps them to learn about those products and services. So it's a task in your business. And we, when we can compartmentalize it and recognize it as a task that needs to be done and should be done and is appreciated, we're able to give ourselves much more grace. We're able to see ourselves as a writer. And who cares if it's not the best writing ever? It's a task that we need and should do for our business in order to make sales. And that's the business that we're all in, to make sales, to make money. Truth two, if you are going to convince yourself that you're a writer, a writer for your business, then you have to acknowledge that you use writing every day to sustain, to sustain your life and to move it forward. Think about it. Think about the grocery list that you write, the birthday list for your son or daughter that you keep on your that you keep in your phone. Think about the text messages that you have sent to friends, family, coworkers to acknowledge the anger that you're feeling or the happiness that you're feeling. You've been able to convey your emotions through your text messages or to just simply ask your husband or your wife to run by so-and-so-and-so-and-so to grab dinner. See, you've used writing to convey a message, to sustain your life, to move it forward. And if we do that just in our everyday life, why would it not make sense that we're able to do that in our business? So my example, the example that I've been using a lot is the cooking. I can't wholeheartedly say I'm a good cook, but I definitely use my cooking 
cooking skills to sustain my life and my family's life. We can survive on my cooking. And I've even used my cooking skills to show love and affection, encouragement, excitement to my friends and family. So even though I can't say I'm a good cook, I can confidently say I'm a cook because I have used those skills to keep my life going, to keep it moving forward, just like you used, you have used writing to do the same in your life. So if we take tip one, which is that we are not professional writers, so therefore we're going to put writing in its place, in its box. Therefore, we're going to say that it's a task I need to do for my business, but I'm going to give myself a lot of grace there because I'm not a professional writer. I am. I'm a professional writer, but you know what I mean. I'm talking to you. And then we take truth two, which is that we use writing every day in our life. So we're going to take those skills and apply it to our business. Hey, hey, let's pause for just a second. I'm going to completely own it. This is a commercial break. I want to tell you about two opportunities. One, if you're a small business owner and you have a big new project coming up, maybe you have a new product and you don't feel like DIYing it yourself this time, you're ready to hire a copywriter. Send me an email at rachel at inspiretoengage.com. Once again, rachel at inspiretoengage.com. The word two is spelled out T-O and no spaces. In that email, give me a subject line such as interested in copywriting services. And then that will get the ball rolling for you and me to talk about what it is that you need from me as a copywriter. Second opportunity, maybe your small business owner who has skipped really delving into who your ideal client is. You are still writing to a faceless blob and you know that it's holding you back. It is taking you too long to write social media captions or your emails are all over the place because you're so nervous about what people are going to think when they read it. Well, there's probably lots of things going on in your head, but I can talk from experience. A lot of it is because you're not clear with who your ideal customer is. So you can head to my site and grab the online course, Creating an Ideal Customer Story. It's currently $19.99 and it's designed for small business owners because it's less than two hours. It's intended for you to take one afternoon or one weekend and get really clear, get really confident, and to start to feel free. No more burden of, is my aunt going to like this post? And is my childhood dentist going to see this and think this is a strange post? No more of that. Instead, you are very clear who it is that you're writing to. It's also a step that we small business owners often skip. Once again, I'm speaking from experience here. If you are ready to get clear on who it is that you serve so that you can get clear and purposeful in all parts of your business, head to my site, inspiretoengage.com. Inspiretoengage.com. The course is Creating an Ideal Customer Story. And right now, as of 2020, there is a button in the top right that says grab 
creating an ideal customer story course. Okay, back to the show. Well, that moves us to truth number three. Our writing for our business doesn't have to be perfect. For instance, I've had clients in the past say, I'm a bad writer when it comes to social media. So we'll be talking about social media and they'll say, but you don't understand, Rachel. Social media is really hard for me because I'm a bad writer. And of course, I just want to cringe and I want to hug her tightly and say, no, you're not. Just as my mother-in-law does the same for me when I say I'm a bad cook. But let's get back to the writing. The truth that I want to talk about here is that our writing doesn't have to be perfect. And especially when we're talking about social media. I'm going to talk about emails and product pages here in just a second. But social media is something that we should be showing up consistently. So that doesn't mean every day, but that does mean three to six times a week. That means that we have multiple opportunities to perfect our writing. I have caught myself spending an hour and a half on a caption for social media. Now, there are definitely captions, such as ones dealing with racial justice, COVID-19, tough news that a business is closing, or the exciting news that a business is opening, or maybe you have had a series of questions or a tough question that you know you need to address to your audience in on social media. There are certain captions posts that are going to require more attention. But if we're spending an hour and a half every day or every time that we post on social media to write that caption, we're spending way too long. Remember, our writing doesn't have to be perfect. And especially in a medium that we're going to show up consistently. That means that we have multiple opportunities to teach our audience whatever it is that we need to teach them, to encourage them with whatever we need to encourage them, to inform them on whatever it is that we need to inform them. We're going to have multiple opportunities. And in fact, I strongly encourage you to talk about the same things over and over and over again. Remember, no one sees every single post that you put out there. And number two, repetition is a great teacher. So our writing does not have to be perfect. And especially on social media, because you are going to show up there multiple times. You have multiple opportunities to Add more information, take more information away. So it doesn't have to be perfect. Each caption does not have to be perfect. Set a timer and say, I have to be done writing the caption when this timer goes off. I have started doing this and it's, it's very helpful for me. Now, I'll admit that not every single time I get done when the timer goes off, but it is in the forefront of my mind that I have a set amount of minutes. Get it done and move on to the next task in my business. Now, emails are a little bit different because we don't send emails every single day. We may only send them once a month, once a week, once or whenever we have something new happening in our business. 
So I understand that you may feel a little bit more pressure about your writing to be perfect then. I will say though, one of my most open emails came when I wrote about an hour after I sent the initial email. I wrote a subject line that said, whoops, I made a mistake. And I'd sent a second email explaining the mistake that I had made in the first email. Now, you can imagine that that also increased the open rate to the initial email that I sent because everybody wanted to go and see what was the mistake that she made. I would not suggest this as an email open tactic. No way. But what I'm sharing is that our audience is often very forgiving. I actually got a comment or two back, a reply back to me that says, hey, we all make mistakes or hey, that made me laugh today. I'm glad I'm not the only one that makes mistakes. So I share that not because I want you to do that every time you make a mistake. No way. Most people are not going to see every mistake that you make. I promise you that. And it's not a tactic that you want to use over and over and over again. It, because then it becomes just a tactic, just a ploy. It's not genuine. But our audience is forgiving. They love us. They like what we're doing. So they, they are forgiving. Now, if you're writing a sales page or a product page, the great thing about that is that is on our website. So if we recognize that there are large mistakes in our sales copy, we left out some important information or we have grammar that is not correct or we've left out punctuation, guess what? You just go to your website and fix that. Now, before I move on, I do want to say that because emails are not something that you send every day and product pages and sales pages, landing pages are not something that you sit down and write every single day compared to the social media example that I started with, you will need to spend more time writing those. And then of course, have your editors, and I mean Editors as in your husband, your wife, your 17-year-old daughter, your best friend that will read anything and everything that you send to her. Have your editors to proofread your emails and sales pages and even your social media captions when needed. When you feel like that you need that extra pair of eyes on your writing. I get it and I believe in having that fresh pair of eyes on your writing. So truth three is that your, our writing does not have to be perfect. That is related to, to the truth one when I said we have to compartmentalize our writing, recognize it as a task that we do, and give ourselves lots of grace. Now, before we end this episode, I do believe in actionable items. So I have three actionable items that I think will improve your confidence. And one of the ways that we get we get confidence in a skill is by actually doing it. So, to be a writer for your business, number 1, block off time to write social media, emails, product pages, cold emails, cold call emails, whatever writing that you're having to do for your business, Block off time. I know that sounds so simple, but many of us feel like 
It's just going to happen. We just write social media on our to-do list, and then at the end of the day, we're shocked that it didn't get done. Well, that's because we didn't block time to do it. We didn't recognize the fact it really is going to take me 20 minutes to sit down, find the picture, and write the caption to match. Or I want to send an email out next Thursday. Okay, that means on Monday, I need to block off an hour to sit down and write the email. Then Tuesday, I will revise it and have my husband reread it for me. Therefore, it's ready to go out on Thursday. But we have to treat it like a task we would for anything in our business. If we need to ship product, well, we set aside time to ship product. Just like if we want to send emails, write social media, get a new sales page, we actually have to block time. It just won't happen. So to become a writer for your business, number one, block time to do those writing tasks. Number two, keep an inspiration file. So when you come across a social media caption or an email or a product page that really speaks to you, you like what that author did, what that business owner did, or that paid copywriter did. It garnered your attention. Take a screenshot, or if it's an email, put it, create a folder in your inbox and save it as an inspiration. Because what happens is, is when you get stuck writing social media or writing an email, you can go and look inside that inspiration folder. Now, of course, I'm going to warn you, don't ever copy someone else's writing word for word. It's happened recently to a dear friend of mine, and I will tell you, it hurts. Now, it is fixed. And the theft, the thief completely admitted it, fixed it, took it down, but it is wrong. It's not how you would want someone to treat you. So do not treat another business owner the same. But the reason you keep an inspiration file is because you notice how that writer introduced a topic. Did he or she use one word? Did he or she use short choppy sentences? Were there lots of adjectives? Is there a particular word in that description of the price that you really liked? Maybe you could use that word. That's why you keep an inspiration file to get those creative juices flowing. And tip three, to be a writer for your business, and this is going to sound a little crazy, but I love this suggestion. Hand copy or type out some of your favorite business writings. Now, I know you think that sounds crazy, Rachel. I thought it sounded crazy too. I cannot take credit for this tip. I'm giving the credit to where I saw it. I saw it on YouTube with copywriting course, and it's a K for copywriting and a K for course. And he said when he was teaching himself to the founder of copywriting course, when he was teaching himself to be a copywriter, he chose copy that he really liked. And then he hand wrote that copy and read it out loud to himself. And what he started to realize as he took time to hand write the copy, he realized the length of sentences, the type of words that these professional copywriters were using. Now, I'm a realist and I understand that many of you are probably laughing right now going, are you kidding me, Rachel? I have no time, no time, much less time to 
hand copy a piece of text that I really like, an email that really got my attention. So if you don't have time to handwrite it or type it on your computer, read it out loud to yourself. Read it out loud to yourself multiple times. Just that one email or just that social media caption. And then move on. But what you're doing is you're trying to train your brain to think like a copywriter. Think like someone who gets paid to write text that's going to sell services and products. So if you don't have time to handwrite it, which I know you probably don't because you're not a professional writer, you're a professional jewelry designer or a beauty guru or a fitness coach, that's what you are professional in. I understand. At least take the time to read out loud the text that got your attention. Because the more you do that, the more likely you are going to be able to put it into your own writing. Okay, I hope that I have convinced you that you are a writer. I'm going to challenge myself to stop saying, but I'm a bad cook. And just say, you know what? I'm a cook. I can sustain life with the meals that come out of my kitchen. And I can show love with the meals that I deliver to friends and family. Just as I want you to say, hey, I'm a writer. I move my business forward with the writing that I do. I make customers happy with the writing that they see in their inbox or on social media or when they land on my website. So I'm going to stop saying I'm a bad cook and I would love for you to stop saying I'm a bad writer. I'm a cook and you're a writer. If you like this episode, please rate or review it. You know, as a business owner, it means a world to me. Until next episode, I hope you have a good week.